Everybody. My name is Kelsey Lowe, and you are listening to Joyfully You Podcast. Today, we have Mackenzie Raymond here with us. Mackenzie is a yoga teacher and a grounding guide. She leads students to a deeper understanding of themselves. Mind, body, connection, and energy work allow her students to realign and return home to the most authentic selves. And so the topic today that we are going to be jamming out on is our chakras. And so these are different energy points. And so Mackenzie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm so um, happy to be able to share and to finally um, get to connect with you. Yes. Um. I'm so excited too. (laughs) This is going to be awesome. And this is something that when I started to learn about, it changed everything for me. And learning how to work with different energy healers, different guides, and learning how to like tap into my own connection with it. really was a game changer because it wasn't all of a sudden that, Oh, there's something wrong with me or, Oh, it's this symptom or it's this thing, or it's that like very traditional, um, Western medicine philosophy on things. This is such a holistic overview of like almost the multidimensional sides of us that there's more than just the body. Um, can you share a little bit about what the chakras are and like how you would describe them to someone, maybe someone that has had experience with it, but maybe someone has never actually learned anything. Like how would you approach it? Uh, if it's maybe their first time hearing about it. Yes, absolutely. Um, so like you mentioned, um, the chakras really have to do with our energetic body. So, um, there are seven different chakras within our, um, energetic body. So of course, um, as you know, the energetic realm can't be seen, but it can absolutely be felt and um, kind of ripple out into all of the aspects of our life. Um, So these different energy centers um, really travel along the base of our spine. And so how I like to think about it is um, just picturing someone seated um, at the base of their spine as their root chakra. So their sits bones are physically connecting them to the earth. From there, um, the chakras move up, um, the fourth chakra being the heart chakra, um, and then the seventh chakra being the crown chakra. So the crown chakra, um, when open, really opens us up to these higher realms, to um, the idea of consciousness itself and oneness. Um, And each of these chakras really governs a different aspect of our life. So when we look at the aspect that um, each chakra is associated with, um, we can better understand where we may be balanced or imbalanced, um, and we can better understand maybe, um, you know, why we act in certain ways or why certain patterns keep showing up. And um, there's a quote from a book that I've just done a lot of studying from that I think um, kind of summarizes it really nicely. Um, So the book, if you're interested, it's just called The Book of Chakras. Um, And the quote is, the world of subtle energy opens our minds to what we know at heart about ourselves and life. We live in a realm of energy, whether we acknowledge it or not. Becoming acquainted with it and accepting its effect on our body, mind, and spirit helps give us mastery over our actions, thoughts, and attitudes. Mm, So so I think, 
Yeah, I think that's just a really nice way of putting it. Of course, we can't necessarily um, hold on to a chakra, for instance. Um, However, um, once we begin to kind of dig a little deeper um, and better understand, um, it really, we begin to see truly how um, our chakras really influence, you know, our physical, our mental, our spiritual, and our emotional bodies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And each chakra has a different connection to different things within our, our life, not just our physical body, which is yep. to me the most fascinating part. And there's yep. been times where I've had like really, really bad headaches. And I went to go see a healer about just like an energy healer. And it wasn't even about the headaches. But the first thing she asked me was, have you been getting headaches? I was like, what? What do you mean? She's like, oh. your third eye and your crown chakra is completely blocked. Because I was stuck in overthinking, 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 instead of letting myself like connect to divine will and connect to trust, connect to the universe. And so that was like, oh my gosh, physical ailments, physical responses happen to like as a response to our chakras being closed or opened. Um, and that's just crazy. That's fascinating. I mean, I grew up in like a Christian, um, a Christian household where we were taught and we believed in like miracles and stuff. But it was kind of, uh, no one really talked about anything beyond that, you know, as far Mm -hmm. as energy work. And so this has been a new world for me in the past couple of years. Um, Can you kind of give us a rundown of of, of what some of them are connected to? Yeah, totally. So, um, yeah, it's really um, kind of crazy, like you said, um, you know, to go into an energy healer and have them just automatically say, you know, oh, have you been having headaches? Um, so I can run through, um, for instance, um, I'll just run through all of them just um, quickly. I think it's um, really interesting. And then you can kind of notice as you listen, if one of them sounds like, oh, maybe I need a little work on that or, oh, I feel really connected. Um, mm-hmm. So our root chakra is our base. Um, so that's at the very base of our spine. It's called uh, Muladhara. And um, this really connects us to our physical world, our human experience. Um, It has everything to do with um, structure and stability, feeling secure, um, and knowing kind of our place in the world. So how this manifests in our body, um, think um, lower body. So, um, you know, earthly things. Um, It could be fatigue. So moving like really slowly, Um, the opposite. So fatigue and anemia, lower back pain, sciatica, depression, frequent um, cold hands and feet, intestinal disorders and eating disorders. Um, So I'll get more into the root chakra um, as we get into the podcast, um, because I definitely want to focus on the root, just with everything that we're going through right now. Um, But I'll run through all of them, but that is just kind of the overview for the root um, right off the bat. So the Mm -hmm. second chakra um, is our sacral chakra. So you can think um, it's really just slightly up from the root. So think of like your reproductive um, area. um, And this is, it's called Svati Svana, and this is our emotional identity. So it's our well-being and our deservedness. Um, And here is where pleasure and abundance reside. Um, How this may manifest in your physical body. Um, It could be 
an illness that is activated by fear of losing control um, or creative energy not being birthed. Um, so as you think about your reproductive organs, again, um, this idea of birth, but um, not just life itself, but mm-hmm. um, creative energy. Um, energy yeah, just yeah like of, birthing those ideas. Yeah, like you could be holding on too tight to it. Um, this could be... Um, uh, reactive attachment disorder, again, eating disorders, alcohol and drug abuse, depression, asthma or allergies, yeast infections, urinary problems, um, and then sensuality issues. Um, so that could be, again, we're always thinking about the balance. That could be going on either side. It could be, um, you know, kind of obsession or it could be the lack and um, really, you know, like feeling almost like you're unable to, um, you know, feel that you are enough to, mm-hmm. um, you know, allow this energy to come through. Yeah. Um, that's like the, the, where like the life pleasures is, yep. is totally. from, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I hope you guys have a notepad out and you're taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so our third chakra, again, you can think just moving up slightly. So, um, this is our like digestive area. Um, and that's the solar plexus. It's called Manipura. And it has to do with our ego identity. So how I like to think about this one is um, our first two chakras really connect us to our physical world. And our third chakra is still um, in the lower chakras. Um, however, our third chakra is where we have the opportunity to take all of the energy from our first and our second chakra and put it into something. Um, so to turn this energy into power. Um, and so our third chakra is our ego identity. Um, it's our self-worth, our self-esteem. It's our confidence and our personal power, our freedom of choice. Um, mm. And the challenge with it um, can be shame, right? Feeling like, of course, you don't want to be embarrassed or do something wrong and, um, so the, um, this can manifest as digestive problems, ulcers, diabetes, um, constipation, nervousness, parasites, and um, poor memory, um, and colitis. So um, again, you know, a lot of these things, how they manifest, do have to do with um, obviously where they are in your body. So like you were saying, um, overthinking and things like that, of course, you know, are our third eye and our seventh chakra are our sixth and our seventh. So that would absolutely make sense that your energy healer had mentioned um, that when you went in. So mm-hmm. um, our yeah. fourth chakra um, is our heart chakra. It's called Anahasa. Um, and this is our social identity. Um, so this has everything to do um, with, of course, love, um, but also grief um, brotherhood and sisterhood, and then ultimately kind of returning back to this purity of what love is itself, right? It's unity, it's pure, um, it's peace. And um, so how this could manifest would be heart disorders, um, breast cancer, um, or heart cancer, chest pain, um, high blood pressure, immune system problems, and muscular tension. 
Um, oh my gosh. I have so many different stories of like my heart chakra being closed off and yeah. thinking about times in it, but I didn't have that same information when I was younger. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's so cool because you grew up in a home where you were taught about this from early ages. Yeah. Like it was an um, open conversation a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, my mom is an energy healer and, um, So, of course, when I was younger, I was skeptical and I was just kind of like, okay, she's cleansing her crystals in the moonlight. And, you know, I was like, (laughs) my mom is just kind of (laughs) crazy. And now as I've gotten older and um, just kind of found my own um, study, I've definitely, you know, done a lot of research and it has um, just shed so much light on really the power of understanding our, our chakras and our energy. Um, and so, yeah, you know, I was definitely introduced to it, um, but it's also been a lot of self-study. So um, that's awesome. Yeah. I remember Uh, having like really bad heartburn and chest pain. And if I look back at the times I experienced that it was so closely correlating with a loss or a moment of grief that happened. Mm-hmm. And so I am, my immediate environment, just the Western world I've grown up in, is like, oh, that's the food. You need to stop eating greasy food. So in my mind, I'm like, well, I don't, I, I don't think I'm eating that much greasy food. And it just kept going on, kept going on. As the grief started to heal, the heartburn went away. And mm-hmm. it, it, it had nothing to do with the actual food. Well, yes, there's a physical part of it. You know, If I was eating greasy food every day, then yes, I'm more likely to have heartburn but it's always that deeper layer. And I feel like having the knowledge of the chakras is like the more awareness we have, the more responsibility it is to find that alignment again. Yeah. And it's really interesting. Um, just as you, you know, become more aware of these things, um, And just even noticing like how people carry themselves just walking around from day to day. Um, Mm -hmm. I remember years ago, I went to my first ever Korean spa where, you know, all of the women were naked. And it was just like so interesting to um, look around and just see like what people were holding in their bodies. You know, someone with a closed off heart chakra is going to have rounded shoulders and um, kind of be like protecting themselves, you know, curled into themselves. Mm. Um, and so it's just really interesting once you um, begin to become aware and just kind of notice how we all, you know, aware or not, we are holding so many things in our physical body that are, you know, a translation of what's energetically going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, our fifth chakra is our throat chakra. Um, And I probably should have mentioned this in the beginning, but um, each one of these chakras also has to do with a color. So as we move up, the root is red, um, and then it goes orange, yellow, heart is green, so throat is blue. Um, So the throat chakra is called Vishuddha, um, and this is our creative identity. Um, So this is our communication. Um, I like to think of our voice as our actual vibration that we're sending out into the world. Um, And so this is um, our ability to be authentic in everything that we think, say, and do. It's really finding, um, you know, truth um, in what we're communicating um, and having integrity um, and ultimately, um, you know, creation. Because when we're speaking something out into the world, 
we are, um, you know, kind of putting it out there for it to manifest. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, manifest, how this would manifest in your body, if there's imbalances, um, really interesting, hearing difficulties, um, stuttering, neck stiffness, shoulder um, tension, teeth grinding, jaw disorders, throat ailments, thyroid imbalances, swollen glands, fevers and flus, um, hormonal disorders such as PMS and mood swings, bloating and menopause. So as much as the throat chakra is, of course, um, you know, I think ultimately people just think of like communication. Um, It's also the first thing is hearing difficulties because um, you know, part of communicating is also listening. Um, yeah. So it's, do you think that the hearing difficulties can come with an excessive, like, um, well, I guess it is, is there such thing as saying like a chakra is too open? <laughs> yeah. So, um, I can get a little more into that, but basically, um, you could have excessiveness or deficiency, deficiency, like within a chakra, and you actually could have both, you know, just in different ways. So um, in excessive chakra um, or like excessiveness within a chakra, you need to let go and release um, to relax um, the aspects of whatever you're like holding on to um, too tightly. Um, and then in a deficient chakra, um, you need to hold on, you need to focus and you need to receive. So, um, yeah, it's, it's all a balance. Um, and it's, you know, it's, I think the first step is always, of course, becoming aware. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah. So, um, all right. So we got the heart chakra, we got the throat chakra. What's next? here, here's your um, headaches. Um, our sixth chakra, the brow, it's um, called Anja, and it's our archetypal identity. So um, the word that like sticks out the most with this chakra is intuition, right? We all have an idea of our intuition. And we also, um, I'm sure, have felt times when we feel really close to our intuition and also times when we're like, eh, I probably shouldn't. Or, you know, I'm going to go against it. And then what happens? Um, so this is ultimately our um, intuition, discernment, knowledge, wisdom, and our imagination. Um, so this can manifest as learning disabilities, um, sleep disorders, headaches, coordination problems, depression, hallucinations, nightmares, difficulty concentrating, poor memory, and eye problems. Hmm. So interesting. And then lastly, our seventh chakra, our crown chakra, Sahasara, is our universal identity. Um, So this is kind of bringing us back to oneness. It's our spirituality. It's beauty and bliss. It's our self-realization. And again, headaches here um, is how imbalances can manifest in the body, as well as photosensitivity, mental illness, Um, right and left brain disorders, coordination problems, epilepsy, um, and blood vessel problems. So um, yeah, it's really, really interesting um, to, uh, you know, I think just have the correlation between the physical body because we are um, beings that are very much in our human experience. And so to know like, okay, this 
this energy center really is having an impact on maybe you're having headaches, for example. Um, and so when we become aware of the aspects that um, these chakras are kind of um, governing within our life, then, you know, for you, like when you are having headaches, then looking at the bigger picture of, okay, so um, for you, um, you know, you were kind of overthinking. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. So people can, I mean, they can be able to look and see like, well, what symptom, what am I feeling in my body? And then noticing what area of the body it's happening and then make that connection to kind of look into that particular chakra for guidance. Like how would you suggest people like self-identify how to clear these energy points or open up these energy points? Yeah, totally. So, um, right off the bat, I think, um, a lot of times like we, we already may know. So just even reading through those seven chakras, um, as a listener, you may already be like, oh yeah, you know, I struggle with whatever. And it may be like pretty obvious for you. Um, and then with that, I would say, um, in order to rebalance, um, and so there's, I mean, there's like tons of things that you can do. There's certain foods you can eat. Um, there's yoga poses. That's one of my favorite ways to rebalance. Um, there's breathing exercises. Um, you know, there's really just endless. Um, there's different oils and blends that you can use to kind of like get back in touch. Um, and so I'll go over some of that um, in detail more, I guess, mostly about the root today. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that we're going to be touching on the root chakra. Um, cause that root chakra all about that, the, the safety, all about that sense of, of having what I need when I need it. Um, and being able to feel grounded and connected to the world around us and right now, but also all the time in life, there's, there's things that are changing. There's things that we thought that were secure that then are changed and no longer feel secure. And so we are being asked to place our sense of security somewhere else, right? Instead of having our sense of security be placed in our job or in our marriage. Well, I don't want to say marriage because that's relationship based. That's like not going to be taken away the same way that maybe a job or, um, plans or events may, may be right now of like things being canceled or whatever. Um, so what would be like your, um, guidance and suggestion to anyone that is feeling heightened anxiety, feeling unsafe, feeling, um, unstable right now? Yeah. How, how do you suggest they ground into, um, that, that feeling of safety. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to kind of like reiterate what you just went over. So our root chakra, um, has everything to do with survival and self-preservation. Mm. Um, beyond that, it's our need for community, um, and knowing that, um, that, you know, we're going to be okay. So, like you said, in everyday life, we may have a struggle where maybe we lose our job and our root chakra kind of gets like activated because all of a sudden we don't feel as financially stable or we don't know necessarily like when our next paycheck is going to come in. And then that starts to become, to threaten our very basic needs. Um, so our root chakras, um, 
all about, you know, our roots in general. So it's our ancestors and our mother and our past, um, but it's also our human experience. So we can't move up into any of the other chakras until we feel like we have stable feet on the earth, right? Um, And quite literally. So this is our connection to Mother Earth. Um, So I would say the best way personally, how you can get in touch, um, is asking yourself, um, what makes you feel most at home? Um, or what brings you home to yourself? So for me personally, um, lying on the earth, being in nature, um, walking around barefoot, um, anything really that connects me more to the mother, um, I live in Colorado, so there's national forests just all around me. So even just going for a walk and just pausing and like being with the trees, you know, forest yeah. bathing. <laughs> um, yeah. And a lot of my listeners are in California and near Sequoia National Park. So I feel like any national park, any park period, right? You know, we're being absolutely. asked to be social, like if we're needing to not be near as many people, I know that's kind of creating a time thing on this podcast. If you're listening right now, it just came out um, March, 2020. And it's kind of a time where we're being asked to not be in community. So that's like directly... I don't want to say threatening our root chakra. It's like challenging it, you know, challenging. That's better. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I would also say like, even if you're in the middle of the city, like, I don't know, take your shoes off and just like go like find a tiny patch of grass or like if it has to be cement or, you know, like maybe buy yourself a little planter box so you can get your hand hands in some soil. Um, so these very, I think, grounding, um, is the word, of course, I would like correlate with this chakra, but I know that word can like be very overused. Um, but yeah, so, um, some just because I love yoga, I figured I would share a couple, um, favorite grounding yoga poses as well. Um, so most people's favorite Shavasana corpse pose laying on the earth, um, and just like completely surrendering, um, and intentionally feeling this connection. So like, even if you're on your living room floor, you know, feeling, um, mother earth as, you know, um, your arms are spread out and your legs are just relaxing into her. Um, child's pose is very comforting, um, and grounding, I would say mountain pose. So that's just standing with, um, you know, your feet really grounded down into the earth, um, a seated pose with your root connecting, thinking about, um, reaching the crown of your head towards the sky, um, squats, right? So this is our root chakra. Um, so squats are really kind of like opening, um, and reclined butterfly again, um, thinking of this opening. Um, so, um, yeah, those are just some of my favorite grounding, um, yoga poses. I figured I would share. Yeah. Um, And I like that, like the first three are so easy and simple to do, but I think whenever we are in kind of this survivalistic thing, we think it needs to be really complicated. And the things that really support us are very quite simple, like child's pose, like corpse pose, laying down, just like letting yourself receive the moment. Um, it's nice to know that the things that support us the most are very, very simple and accessible. Absolutely. And probably one of the other, like, 
easiest way is to um, allow you to ground down. I have just a simple mantra um, and it says, I am here, I am whole, I am safe. And so, um, you know, in times like these I am here, where, I am whole, I am safe. Yeah. So in times like these where, you know, things may feel chaotic or uncertain or, you know, ultimately out of our control, which is something that is always, um, you know, it's ultimately always true. But in our human experience, we can forget it and it can take something this big happening to really collectively all feel this kind of shake up in our um, root chakra. Um, And so to just, um, you know, find a mantra um, or something, you know, it doesn't need to be difficult, but whatever, like I said, whatever brings you home to yourself. So whether that's lighting candles or, um, you know, having a fire, it's different for everyone, of course. Um, Taking a bath is another great way. Um, It's, you know, a way to return home to yourself and remember that you are in control. Um, So you're in control of at least feeling, um, you know, secure within your own body, mind, um, your spiritual and emotional bodies. Um, And so, you know, it's whatever you need to do to allow yourself to, um, as the chaos carries on, to find some, some peace and some stillness. And um, one thing that I like to remind myself is, um, you know, inside, like my body doesn't know everything that's going on right now. Like my insides don't know necessarily. And so they're reacting to however I'm responding. So if I'm responding chaotically, um, I would say, so the archetype associated with this chakra is the victim. So, right. It's like world, the world is just like happening. Events are getting thrown at you. You feel very out of control. Um, You're a victim of all of these things, right? You're not even playing a role. You're just a victim. Um, And so to ground down um, brings you back to this idea that no, I do have a role in this. And um, so in times like these, If you already have, you know, grounding practices, I would say just, you know, amp them up, um, practice them right now. We're given time to be practicing, to be still and to be at home. Um, So take the time, you know, that we've been given and ground down and um, whatever that looks like for you, there's no wrong way of doing it. Um, And um, I just have one other interesting thing that just kind of draws the importance um, of the root chakra. Um, Again, I just have this little like pocket book and it's just your seven energy centers. Um, And it explains that um, one of the reasons that the first energy center is the foundation um, is that our health and vitality in our root chakra affects all the other chakras. Um, And so, you know, in this book, they explain that you can't evolve spiritually without having a secure physical platform. So they Mm -hmm. go hand in hand. Um, And so 
sometimes because of our religious upbringing, we may mistake the idea that um, spirit is good and matter is bad or that spiritual things are good and the body is bad. Um, But really, in reality, we do need both the spiritual and the material um, in their highest state so that, um, you know, you can find realignment and you can find your fullest potential. Um, And it's interesting um, that I would say the lessons associated with all of our energy centers have to do with balance. Um, And so we talked about earlier how you can be, you know, you could have access in some aspects of a chakra and you could be deficient as well. Um, And um, so it's really finding this balance of not becoming too attached either way. Um, So I just want to read a quote and it says, most of the lessons associated with our seven energy centers have to do with balance. While we value the material world as a way to concretely express our spirituality over attachment to the physical can tempt us into materialism. The challenge can be subtler than we realize. Even the poorest person can become a materialist if he is overly concentrated about his possessions or lack of them and resents those who have more than he does. Lao Tzu explains to know when you have enough is to be rich and that enough is different for each of us. Mm, That's so powerful. To know when we have enough is to be rich. Is to be rich. Mm -hmm. Um, And And that really really does kind of like, it is a personal thing of dis- and I feel like it's knowing when there's enough, but deciding and believing there's enough. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Um, so, just- so what do you think is happening collectively based off of like, because when I, when I hear like knowing there's enough, that's like the number one fear I feel like that's being circulated right now as a collective globe is... Yep is there enough resources? Is there enough time? Is there enough money? Is there enough? And so it's like so much fear of worrying that there is not enough material, um, supplies or this or that. Um, not saying it's right, wrong, good or bad, you know what I mean? Just as an observation. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's interesting. You used the word fear. Um, that was, So the challenge that is directly correlated with the root chakra is fear. Mm. And so um, the affirmation or, well, the archetypes that are associated with this are the mother and the victim. So the victim, of course, as I've explained, you know, just feels as if the world is happening to them. Um, They may feel very... um, flighty and confused, chaotic, um, you know, ungrounded. Um, And the functional of this is the mother. And so the mother, you know, this also can go in excess where um, I think, I know personally in the past, I've been guilty of being really good at taking care of other people and putting people's needs before mine and then forgetting to, um, you know, take care of myself and fill up my own cup. Um, and so, of course, you know, we are talking about the balance all around. Um, but the gland um, in our body that this 
that the root chakra correlates to is our adrenals. So that's our fight or flight response. This is our survival instinct, right? Um, And so a healthy, um, balanced root chakra um, looks like being able to honor your parents and ancestors and traditional values, um, even as we progress and maybe things shift, um, but it's still honoring our past and understanding where we came from. Um, Beyond that, it is um, our ability to feel grounded. So whether you have grounding practices or not, it's in a time like this going, okay, so what could I do to feel stable about my situation? And of course, there is this complete unknown globally right now. And so um, it's what can you do to feel grounded? And instead of just going, well, all this is happening and, you know, it's going, but I can, you know, I do have control over this. And so it's grounding down. It's um, feeling connected. It's feeling secure and steady, um, Mm -hmm. loyal to yourself, safe and stable. Loyal Um, to your morning routine. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Um, And so an imbalance in this chakra um, would look like being self-centered, feeling insecure or unstable, being afraid for your own survival. Um, We can have abandonment issues, um, insecurity, anger, greed, or even delusions. Um, And really, you know, when we feel unsupported and unstable, a lot of times it's also because, um, you know, we are feeling unsure about our place in the world. So, you know, where do I fit in? And so in times like these, it's also finding the opportunity to still have community, to still feel supported and feel like you have a family, even if it's, you know, through a computer screen or calling up a friend. Um, And so it's really, um, it's interesting because our root chakra um, is, it's developed from conception up to a year. And so when you think about it like that, um, a child cannot survive without love and support, right? Um, from their mother or a family. So um, this need for love and connection early on in life is a means for survival. Um, yeah, so, like babies are helpless. <laughs> totally, yeah. And so as you get older, um, looking at it is almost, um, how I like to look at it is like, okay, how can you be that for yourself, even if you are 30 years old? Um, you know, thinking about being gentle with yourself, um, you know, how can you allow yourself to feel um, supported, whether it's community support that you need or whether it's within yourself, within your own practice. Mm. Um, And, um, you know, I think right now, collectively, we are all kind of being challenged. Um, But this chakra, you know, I just want to speak a little bit about, let's say, like normal everyday life, right? This chakra can be um, challenged by if you did just get the flu, let's say, or um, if you lost your job, or um, if for some reason you feel unsupported in your community, 
Um, so this, it does as much as it's about like your own grounding down um, for yourself. It's also finding stability and feeling supported in relationships and having family and tribe and um, and also knowing where you fit in, right? So I think that's a big challenge right now too is as all of this is kind of playing out, it's like we're just all being impacted so differently and there are so many unknowns. And so, um, you know, it's kind of like, well, where do I fit into all of this? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. And I feel like when the outside world is really challenging us on the unknown, it, it is super supportive for us to be super knowing about specific things. Like, and when it comes to our own schedule and how we're spending our own time, that's been super supportive for me through this is like tomorrow I'm doing this. I have this call with this person. Like, just like how you said, allowing for that community to still come in. Um, mm-hmm. even if it looks a different way than how we've been used to and comfortable with it looking. Absolutely. Um, and then I just want to talk a little more like specifically about the excess and then deficiencies. Yeah. Um, some of these imbalances could be caused by. Um, So excessiveness in this chakra looks like hoarding of possessions or money, greed, sluggishness, laziness, fear of change, holding on, rigid boundaries, attachment, attempt to ground down by gaining excess weight, and inability to see past the physical. So... um, I'm sure we have all, you know, noticed how we have responded to what's been happening and also how others have. And um, so, yeah, just, I mean, with all of this, I just have to say, ultimately, um, we must find compassion um, for how people are responding, um, maybe different than how we're responding and understanding that um, it's not right or wrong and we may have opinions and judgments or we may be triggered, but ultimately, as hard as it is, we really do need to come back to compassion in a time like this to um, understand that, you know, we really are all um, being challenged in different ways as our root chakras are kind of getting stirred up um, you know, this is going to look a lot different for everyone based on their circumstances and their relationships. And um, yeah, so just, I just want to remind everyone. (laughs) How do you, how do you recommend someone if like, if they are feeling like they're falling under the excessiveness, like how can they be gentle with themselves if they're having the awareness of, oh, whoa, I am acting like this. Totally. and they, they, they want to be able to create that balance so they aren't circulating around greed and fear and yeah. weight and hoarding, you know, when mm-hmm. everyone around, if they're following the news, which if you are, I really suggest you stop. Um, but if they are, <laughs> they're seeing, they're seeing yeah. like, go to cdc.com, get facts, not opinionated skewed things. Okay. Side brand. Anyways, um, <laughs> if they are experiencing that, and they're, they're, they're mirroring, you know, what's around them. How, how do you suggest that they could be gentle and they can like show some self-love in going towards that balance, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think that, um, awareness is like the biggest thing. So just even noticing like, wow, 
you know, like I have responded in this way or, um, so awareness would be the first thing, of course, because we can't really shift anything without that. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I would say, um, once you have noticed, if you're like, okay, um, I think, so I'm just going to use the example, um, for let's say, you know, you went to the store and you have just more supplies than you're ever going to use. Um, right. And so I would say becoming aware of that, um, and then noticing, Hey, how could I, um, how could I almost play the role of the mother? Right. And so maybe in your community, if you've noticed, um, that there may be other people who don't have these supplies, right? Offering up some of what you have, um, being willing to share. Um, you know, I would say within reason, of course, um, in a time like this, it's, it's very hard to not fall into feeling somewhat selfish. And, well, I got to make sure my needs are met. And, of course, I think that's important. But it's the excessiveness where then you're actually taking from other people. So for me, I didn't go out and buy a million rolls of toilet paper. And so now, um, you know, I'm aware that I have three rolls of toilet paper. And so yesterday when I used a Kleenex, you know, I was like, well, I could probably get another use out of that. Um, And um, so I think for excessiveness, it's um, coming back to the role of the mother. I think one way is to personally ground down and maybe look at um, where this could be stemming from, right? Our root is really connected to our past and our ancestors. So if you have lived your life with the belief of lack, then that's exactly what you'll get. Um, yeah. So- and how, but how can they recognize if they've lived their life in lack? Um, so I would say they have like responded. Maybe their family? Well, I would say they have responded by then, you know, having excess. So mm. once they can recognize that there's excess, then it's going a little bit deeper and going, okay, so why do I feel the need that, you know, having toilet paper is going to make me feel safe and secure? Mm-hmm. Um, and looking at what is, what is actually going on there. So, um, you know, when we are putting it out there that, oh, I don't have enough or, you know, there aren't enough supplies and things like that, um, then we're going to hoard and we're going to buy in excess because for whatever reason, that makes us feel grounded. It makes us feel safe and stable. Um, Because I think for a lot of people um, right now, we don't have, there are so many unknowns and we don't have control. And so in you know, in um, buying an excess, for example, or holding on in some ways, it gives us this belief that, oh, I'm in control because at least I know that I'm going to have a clean bottom. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, really. It's a, yeah, it's a fault. It's a sense of control of like, if I have to be forced to stay here, I can, exactly. Taken, I can be taken care of. And it's a yep. false sense of control because it's like, well, I want to, well, and I think that like control center just is like, Hey, I'm here to control something. I'm here to monitor our safety. And when things that we normally are in control of are taken away, it's like, what's the next thing, next best thing I can lean into to control. Absolutely. 
Um, I would say for fear of change and holding on attachment, like things like that, having rigid boundaries, um, you know, ultimately this is just going to sound, well, I think it's returning back to like our, ultimately that, um, we aren't in control. Right. And like, that might not give you, um, any more like peace of mind, I guess. Um, but in our human experience, um, we have so many things that are happening day to day that are kind of distracting us and creating this illusion, right? That like, I'm in control that, um, you know, we do become attached as much as we want to try not to, we become attached to our physical, um, we become attached to, um, and it creates this identity of, I am, I am this job. And if I don't have this job, then who am I? Totally. And so ultimately it's really returning to this idea of non-attachment that we have never had control, right? That, um, Mm -hmm. that, you know, I mean, ultimately we really need to let go and trust. And I know, um, that's, I mean, it's just so hard. It's such like a loaded thing to just say, well, let go and trust, right? It's like... Yeah. Well, this is the first time I feel like almost ever that that really is the only option that is going to generate some peace. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly. Yes. Um, And so, yeah. Um, And then I'll just go into kind of the deficient. Um, So if you're deficient in this chakra, um, it might look like taking care of others before yourself, um, kind of forgetting to, um, fill up your own cup is how I like to say it. Um, there may be a disconnection from the body. Um, so there's, you may find that you're underweight. There's a lot of anxiety, um, unsettled feelings and poor boundaries. And Mm. so, um, when we're deficient in this chakra, Um, so I think, um, it's kind of like wanting to give it all away of like my, the safety is being derived by how much they give and do for others versus just being able to, and I totally resonate with that. That was totally not the underweight part, but the other parts of, of giving, 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 giving to the point of like, whoa, I have to just like stare at the wall now because I don't have anything left for myself because it was from a place that was like from the heart, but there wasn't a sense of um, like worthiness without giving it all away versus like, oh, I don't have to give it all away in order to be uh, whatever limiting belief was going through my mind, you know, in order to be a worthy human, in order to be pure, in order to be someone that makes a difference, you know? Totally. And I would say, for these feelings of like anxiety or feeling unsettled, right? Like the grounding activities that we have already mentioned, like putting your feet on the earth or like physically connecting with the mother um, will help to ground you down. Um, And um, just a couple other interesting um, little things that are worth mentioning, um, causes of imbalances, survival issues, such as financial independence, money, and food. So I think that's universally what a lot of people are going through. Um, it is, um, survival crises, which may look like being evicted, 
um, becoming bankrupt or even just getting the flu where all of a sudden your health is threatened. Um, and so things like that demand a lot of immediate attention. Um, and then I really like this one. Um, if we are not at peace with our own roots, with our past, with our ancestors, with where we came from, um, or we have somehow been disconnected from our ancestral traditions. So if we've been like, you know, there's kind of been like this split between us and our family or our community or um, our support, um, we can feel a lifetime tendency towards imbalance. So, um, yeah, it's just really interesting. What do you mean a lifetime tendency towards imbalance? What do you mean? So if we feel like there's something kind of unresolved with our past, Mm. right? Like our root chakra has to do with our ancestors, our roots. Um, It has to do with like our values and our, our traditions, you know, where we fit in, our family, our community. And ultimately like where we fit in, um, like by having support, it, you know, allows us to find our place in the world. And so it gives us more of a sense of like who we are. And so if we feel um, disconnected from our past or like our roots or our traditions or anything in that like realm, um, we may feel imbalanced, you know, until we Mm -hmm. really look at, you know, well, well, why, why do I feel this disconnect um, from my roots, from my past, from my family and my traditions? Or, you know, why do I not feel supported? Um, so, yeah. 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 And I think like such an important part of this is recognizing and then setting intentions versus recognizing and creating that self beat up of, of, like, oh, fuck, I'm excessive with my root chakra. Yeah. Me. <laughs> you know, of like, of like this self-awareness, like, you know, has a level of responsibility, but it's like self-love responsibility. <laughs> totally. Um, and I would say like, whether you're feeling like you're balanced or imbalanced or you have, you know, excessiveness or you're deficient, um, I would say, the practices that we've already mentioned are really, really powerful. Um, you know, just simply returning back even to the mantra, I am here, I am whole, I am safe. Um, and then even deeper, um, just because I think it's really interesting, there are different um, oils and there's actually like, I mean, you could, you know, nerd out on this as hard as you want, but you could look up. So like there's different foods that are really good for the root chakra. So thinking about the root chakra, right? Root vegetables. Hello. Um, heavy heavy and hearty foods. Um, I would say any food that like reminds you of home, um, beets, turnips, radishes, red foods, because that's the color associated. Um, and then foods with high protein, um, because ultimately, Um, you know, protein allows us to survive and, you know, be sustainable. Um, So like seeds and nuts um, and eggs. Um, Some oils, again, can you think of any like grounding oils that come off the top of your head? 
Um, well, like anything, this is my assumption is like anything that is wood. So like cedar oil, pine, um, eucalyptus, sandalwood, sandalwood. What about frankincense? Um, I mean, you know, if you feel like it grounds you down, then by all means, frankincense from what I've studied is actually the most powerful, um, oil to help you meditate. Oh yeah. Um, so I have like a face spritzer that I always use in the morning that has frankincense in it. Yeah. Um, so of course, like this is all, you know, based on like what makes you feel at home, what grounds you down. So, you know, I'm not going to say, well, no, like you can't use frankincense, you know? (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. And and there's some stones. Um, so garnet, which is like a really deep kind of reddish purple, ruby, jasper, and tiger's eye, um, are all very grounding stones. Um, and then some other practices, um, community interaction, um, restful sleeps, Gardening, um, another thing that I found is um, playing with pottery or clay um, and like you're really like feeling the earth and that connection. Um, Time spent at home um, and family connection. Um, So yeah, lots of good stuff. Um, Yeah, so good. Thank you so much for for giving us all this information and the lowdown on the root chakra and just all the chakras in general. Like this is things that I've studied, but I've never really brought this content and this um, information about the chakras and energy healing to Joyfully You podcast. So it's really been a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on and um, letting me just ramble on about energy and chakras and specifically the root. Um, I think you know, we can all begin to understand each other and maybe like where we're all coming from a little bit better um, when we can understand how our energetic body um, really plays a role. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I think that it creates a lot of compassion, not just for ourselves and our own experience, but compassion for the people around us, you know, because I would say imbalance of the root chakra is also if we have judgment towards the way other people are responding to world events, you know? So it's like having compassion for ourselves and compassion for other people on the stage that they're in. Totally. I think, you know, um, it's always important to, in times like these, um, we do need to trust and we also need to practice compassion um, and to just know that we are all in this uncertainty together. So as yeah. much as our, our responses and reactions are going to look different, um, you know, we really are all going through on a global level. We're going through similar um, challenges and um, they just look different for each and every one of us. Um, so. Yes, it does. And can you share a little bit about, you have a, a chakra course coming up that is online that people could be able to, join you. Um, can you share a little information and how they can get in contact with you? Yeah, I would love to. Um, so yeah, I'm doing an eight week long chakra course. Um, I would call it a master course. Um, again, it's for anyone who either is just learning about the chakras or maybe has some experience, um, really 
anyone who wants to join and learn more. Um, the first week we'll be kind of doing an overview of all the chakras and then beyond after the first week, we'll be diving deep into each one of the energy centers. So um, you'll gain access to all of the materials you need through email. So as long as you have internet access, um, you'll be good to go. The activities that have been um, created are really based on um, the chakra that we're working on. Um, so each week will include a yoga flow because that's my personal favorite way how to activate and realign. Um, and then beyond that, other activities may include journal prompts, meditation, um, visualization, some activation, actually going out into the world um, and experiencing um, guided meditations, all sorts of good stuff. So um, it starts on April 20th. Um, and then it's eight weeks. So it takes us to just like the end of June. Um, and yeah, the enrollment closes on the 1st of April. So I have just a couple, uh, you know, about two weeks left, um, if you're interested. Um, and I am going to be doing a free intro to the chakras just on Facebook live, um, for anyone that wants a little bit more information about um, just what we talked about today and uh, more specifically about the course. So, awesome. Thank you so much, Mackenzie. And you guys in the show notes, I'm going to be adding her Instagram and her Facebook. So there, um, could they just send you a DM on Instagram yeah. or Facebook? Yep, absolutely. Just let me know you want more info about um, the Chakra Master course and we'll get in touch and you and I will just set up a 20 to 30 minute conversation to talk more specifically about where you're at in your journey and um, what you're kind of hoping to get out of the eight weeks together. So awesome. Cool. And you guys, if you're listening, it's March, 2020. I know that things can, can change rapidly. So if you're listening to this and it is the same around the same time, awesome. If not, and you're listening to it and it's way later in the year or whatever else, um, still go send Mackenzie a message and say hi. And <laughs> <laughs> even if it's 2021 right now and you're listening to this, whatever it might be, that's the cool thing about podcasts. Um, yes. thank you guys so much for tuning into joyfully you podcast. Mackenzie, do you have any final words for people while they're navigating this, uh, this, this kind of, this time that's kind of bonkers. Um, yeah. well, it's what, definitely a time. It's definitely uh, a time. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would say just be gentle with yourself. Um, do what you need to feel, um, at home within yourself and then ultimately, um, returning to compassion for, for the whole world really. Um, and yeah. just remember that, you know, we, it is 2020. So as much as we're quarantining and distancing and all of that, we have, just so many resources to still feel like we have family and community um even if it has to be through a screen right now so yeah facetime your friends <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i'm sending love out to everyone um and yeah just just trust just trust, baby. Trust. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much. My name is Kelsey Lowe. I'm a self-love and empowerment coach. Mackenzie, thank you so much for bringing all of your magic around the chakras and mindfulness and meditation. Um, it was such a pleasure having you on the show. Absolutely. Thank you. Love you. 
Love you too. All right, guys. And I love all of you as well. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Joyfully You Podcast. If you guys like this episode, leave me a five-star rating. Add a, add a review on there. If you really love the podcast, like this is my favorite way. Take a screenshot and tag me. Tag Mackenzie. Tell us where you're listening from. Um, let us know how if this has been like positively affected you and impacted you because we love getting that feedback. And it also gives us a lot of insight. Gives me a lot of insight as to what who else to interview, who else to um, co-create content with. So if you guys loved it, let me know. All right, guys, have an amazing day. You're listening to Joyfully You Podcast, and I will catch you on the next episode.